the Remarkable People podcast. Check it out. The Remarkable People podcast. Listen, do, repeat for life. The Remarkable People podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Remarkable People podcast. Today, we are here with Mike Lindell. Some of you absolutely love Mike. Some of you hate Mike. And today, we're just going to ask the question, why? Mike Lindell is founder and president of MyPillow, my store. He has the Recovery Network and Addiction Network. He has the Lindell Offense Plan. He has Frank Social, Frank Speech, and so many things he's doing that when you look at the intent, it's to help all of us as Americans, as humans on this planet. But over the last few years, we're going to talk about his life journey and how he came to where he is today and where he's headed but we want to ask ourselves the question, why? Our country was founded as a republic. And whether you're a socialist, a democrat, a libertarian, a republican, a free election is what we should all want so our votes count. Our country over the years has been convinced and brainwashed that we're a democracy. A democracy was never once mentioned in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, because our founding fathers know how the masses and the mob can sway and destroy a country. And that has always happened historically with a democracy. That's why they set up a republic with checks and balances and the ability to make sure that our country is safe. So Mike Lindell has put his money where his mouth is. If you don't agree with Mike, that's fine. That's the free will that not only America gives us, but that God gave us. But what the man is doing, he's saying that our elections, again, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, a Socialist, a Libertarian, it was flawed. And he's trying to protect the future of American elections, because if you take away our rights in one area, all of our rights can be taken away. So, Mike, thank you for being here on the show today. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes. So, Quickly, we have heard part of your story. Some people have heard none of your story. Some people have read your book. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to Mike's website, MyPillow.com, sign up to not only get discounts on MyPillow, or you can use promo code REMARKABLE for up to 80% off, but you can sign up for his mailing list, get daily updates, and get a copy of his PDF for free, or you can buy the book or a signed copy. But Mike, you have a remarkable story. Can you share with us a little bit of your journey, like a quick summary before we get into the election so people know who you are if they're not familiar with you? Yeah, you know, I, in my book, I go all the way back. I was from a broken family when I was seven years old. And back in the late 1960s, I was put into a new school and I was the only kid from a, a broken family. I was the only kid. The divorces weren't common then. And now do, now do I say that's what affected me or not? I don't know. But that's kind of how my journey begins back there. And I, I became in the late, I guess, my late teens and early 20s. I got into addiction, alcohol, then cocaine. 
And I became a very functioning addict for, for years. I think people look at addicts and they say, oh, they, they're homeless on the streets. Well, addiction affects all of us, no matter how many forks you eat with. And and I was a very functioning for for decades. I got, got I ended up I got prayed to for a to get married, to have kids, to you know live the American dream. I was I was given that by the grace of God, and I raised four children all through the 80s and 90s and or 90s and 2000s. And and the crack co- or cocaine switched to crack cocaine. I was always an entrepreneur, though, during there was a parallel track. I had different businesses and a carpet cleaning business where my sister flooded a second story or third story apartment complex with her waterbed. So I became a carpet cleaner. And, and it was always these problem solutions and very successful business. But the one I got into in the 90s was a, a bar. I bought a small hometown bar and a restaurant. And then and I had that for 13 years. Not a good place for an addict. But when I had to sell it, it was very devastating at the time. I look back now and what a blessing it was. But but about it, so that was about 2003. By then, I had got into crack cocaine. And I invented my pillow in 2004. So you had this uh, parallel track. It took over a year to invent my pillow. And... and as I went through that journey, I was turned down at all the box stores and, and four little kids. And, and I ended up doing home shows and fairs across the country. And if that gets you leads up, I ended up getting, like I say, this parallel track. Obviously, I couldn't do home shows and fairs when I was on drugs. I would keep that separate. It was, and, But there were many miracles happening along the way. But one of the biggest miracles, God protecting me from during these during this time of this parallel track of addiction. And I lost a wife of 20 years then. I divorced in 2007. I was in 2008. The drug dealers actually did an intervention on me in downtown Minneapolis. We, I'd been up for 14 days. I came out of the bedroom. I had a warrant out for my arrest for, for something else, and they, which I was found innocent of later. But I came out. I was hiding out downtown Minneapolis. And I came out of the room, and all three drug dealers were standing there. And they all have different parts of the cities and they knew of each other, but they never met. This is kind of a very unique, probably an anomaly in history. And they, they said, well, we're, cut, we're cutting you off. You've been up for 14 days. I said, I said, what is this an intervention? They said, call it whatever you want, Mike. <laughs> and two of them left and one of them got the word out in the street. And the other one stayed up next to me. And he said, how much crack you have left? And I showed him and and about four hours later at two in the morning, I was carpet farming and scraping the crack pipe. And I looked over and he had fell asleep. So I headed down the streets of Minneapolis. I couldn't buy crack anywhere. They had gotten the word out and actually threatened people in the street to not sell me any crack. And I came back up to the room an hour later defeated. And he looked at me and he said, how'd that work out for you? And he said, man, he said, you've been telling us for years that you're going to quit this quit your addictions and you're going to come back and help us all someday and we're not going to let you die on us he said give me your phone and he said i'm going to take a picture too for that book you've been telling us you're going to write someday so all these things that i kept telling them you know he it was there i was like i was their hope you know that they because i was even even trying to sell myself on on the fact that jesus is real back then and and by the way two of them are born again christians that work for me now and, but I didn't. But I didn't quit. Then I quit on January 16, 2009. I prayed to God that night. I knew I couldn't go any further if I went one day further. The second part of my life, like I think I describe it in my book, is the second feature of my life would be that wouldn't be an option anymore. And I knew that. 
Now, had I lost everything and I made sure I didn't have any money that because I had this in my head with God, all things are possible. I'd have this great comeback. And, and I figured my calling was to help other people out of addiction. And well, I prayed that night. I said, God, I, I want to wake up in the morning. I never had the desire again. And that morning I woke up and the desire was gone. And I knew I had this big calling. We all have callings. But a couple months later, I actually went back to our church to go to a, a faith-based treatment center, which which is ones that work. They like your Teen Challenge, your Salvation Armies of the of the country. And they, but I went back, and this was at a church, and I wanted to find out why I was an addict in the first place. And and it planted a lot of seeds there. But for eventually, when I eventually got saved, it was February 18, 2017. Everybody, you all see me with my cross on TV all the time. But I didn't get saved then until February 18, 2017. But I do want to say, I put one thing in there. Over the next two years, with all the betrayal in 2009, I had a dream of an infomercial in 2011. And I didn't know infomercials didn't work. I thought that they I thought in, they're just to get more branding and to go into the big box stores, which had already turned me down. And I remember we went to film this. I was so afraid of talking. And in my book, I said, I find out later it was fear of rejection. Well, you don't get rejected if you don't talk. And here I go to do this infomercial. And the night before, my friends and family, we had all pooled our money. The night before, I remember this real producer coming in from Hollywood. And he texts the other guy. Me and my friend were just doing our reads. And he said, this guy's the worst guy I've ever seen. He'll never make it on TV. <laughs> and he was kind of right. The next day I walked out there, I was just petrified of the of the audience and it took an hour to do one line. And I said, can we just do it like I did at the shows? We pulled down the teleprompter and I did it naturally like I did at those shows all those years. And it launched October 7th of 2011. And I had like 10 employees. 40 days later, I had 500 employees. But I want everybody to know that I, over that next six months, I took in $100 million. And... At the end of it, I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. But at the end of the, at the end of May of 2012, I was $6 million in debt and I didn't have a bank. I was, I was praying to God going, God, what did I do wrong? And, and all the things, all the betrayal and all the things that I did wrong in 2012, I ended up pulling everything in house then. And God let that little, it was down to just a little dot, my pillow then it was going to be gone. And, and through prayer and, and, and pulling everything in house, we were able to get through it, and now, you know, 83 million my pillows later, I tell people at speeches I do all over the country now for the election platforms. I, I said, if in my pillow, if 2012 hadn't happened, and I learned from it, and 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 fixed the, all these things, and 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 brought things in, and learned and did things better, I did things in house. If 2012 hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here. Just like the election of 2020, if 2020 didn't happen we would have lost our country forever. And this is, I've drawn that parallel at, at all the different speeches I've done. Amen. And when you're going through this process, like you said, there's so many parallels and there's so many multiple areas and facets of your life that you're juggling and we all are. But you had not only the passion, but you had a vision and you were doing, you weren't just sitting on it. Talk about the Lindell Recovery Network, because I know that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah, yeah, the Lindell Recovery Network, this is when I it was about 2016, or it was 17, when I got saved on February 18, 2017, God gave me this, you know, the, just this vision of this platform, 
And what it is, it's very simple. Uh, addicts that go into uh, these different treatment centers or don't go to get help, well, uh, they, you know, we have regulations in 32 states that if you if you want to treat somebody in addiction, you have to go to college for four years, swim the English Channel, climb two trees. I mean, all these regulations. Well, addicts want to hear from addicts that have made it through. We want counselors that have made it through so they understand, you know. And so what I did is say, when you go to the Linda Recovery Network, you'll put in your age and your addiction and you'll see uh, it, it'll take you through this process. And by the time you get through, you know, getting off with all the addictions is just a bonus. But get, the real win is getting to a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I've had more people come up to me everywhere and say that, you know, it's helped them and helped a loved one. And it's basically, you know, you're seeing someone, you want hope. And being able to see someone, you put in your age and your addiction and what it is, and you see these people that have been set free and you're hearing from them, it's like, hey, I can be that person too. It's like a hope match, I think I call it in my book. And uh, it's really helped so many people. And incidentally, that platform just got debanked or just got de last week. They took away the merchant server for that for years, took that away. If everyone knows what a merchant server is, that's where you could put in donations to help. And everything goes through a merchant server. And and they took it away, and I said, why? I said, that's not, you know, they'd already debanked our debursion server to my store and other things. And they said, Mike, we don't want to be associated with anything you have. So this is a company that turned, you know, part of this cancelization and Mike Lindell and, and what we what I'm trying to do. So, but we've got another one coming on board. So they're, and, you know, we, but it's pretty sad that there's people out there like that. Yeah, and right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are, a believer, like Mike and I have openly trusted Christ as our savior and it's changed our life. Not mm -hmm. everybody, we have listeners from all over the world. Mike's footprint's far larger than our podcast and we love you, but more than that, God loves you. So obviously we come at everything from a Christian perspective because we know it works. But in this episode, you're going to hear Mike's story. You're going to hear about business. You're going to hear about life. You're going to hear about addiction recovery. You're going to hear about politics and you don't have to be a Christian to follow common sense and truth. And in our society right now, truth at the foundation of are we born a male or a female? What is, quote unquote, right? What is wrong? I mean, is it real or do we live in a um, fake virtual reality and we're all connected by a hive mind? I mean, everything in our society at the core is being challenged and that's causing confusion. The Bible clearly says Satan is the author of confusion. So... What Mike has alluded to, he's got, what do you have, like 37 irons in the fire, Mike? I mean, you have multiple businesses, platforms, <laughs> ministries. So Mike's oh. jumping around a little bit. And obviously, I've had the privilege to do some research. But for you listening, again, Mike has my pillow, my store, Frank Social, Frank Speech, Lindell Defense Fund. He's got the book. He's got the Election Crime Bureau. He has the Recovery Network. And he has more things I don't even know about, right? But what's mm -hmm. been happening to Mike over the years is he saw the election, and whether you agree or disagree that it was tampered with or rigged or however you want to call it, Mike believes that it was tampered with and he did research and spent his own money, his own wealth to research this. Now, again, whether you agree or disagree, the end result of a secure election is your opinion counts, your vote counts. And that's crucial to the freedom 
of America, because what we take for granted today can be totally removed and we're slaves tomorrow. So Mike, between where we just ended, where you got saved and the 2020 election, is there anything else that happened that time period? Because you were America's sweetheart, right? People loved right. you, it, business was booming. Right. right, let me let me bring you back to August of 2016. If you go prior to August 15th of 2016, you're right, I was America's darling. We were on every station from CNN to Fox to MSNBC. It didn't matter. I didn't know. I didn't even know anything about politics. I had never voted. I was a former addict. I, I didn't know a Democrat from a Republican. I didn't know a conservative from a liberal, to be honest with you. And I certainly don't, didn't know a filibuster from a millibuster. Right? I didn't know anything <laughs> about politics. Right? I didn't think it affected me. You know? And well. And I could literally tell the media that I was walking across the street and there'd be, there'd be 10 of them there going from even national media going, how many more employees are you hiring? Oh, you're doing these great things, helping addicts. Wow, you were a former crack addict, what the American dream on steroids. And it was like, you know, throwing out the first pitch for major league baseball teams, all these different things that they, and helping my pillow, helping hurricane victims, you name it, victims from around the country. And we were always there. Well, on August 15th, actually it was early August, I was invited by Donald Trump to, to come and meet him in a private meeting. He wanted to, and that came to fruition on August 15th, 2016. I walked into his office and it was just him and I, and he said, he said, Mike, you always wear your cross. Are you a Christian? I said, yes, Mr. Trump, and this is a divine appointment. And and they had told me, whatever you do, don't tell him he's a crack, don't tell him he's a crack, you're a crack, an ex-crack addict. And, <laughs> and all these different things. And one of the first things I said to him, I said, you know, Mr. Trump, I said, I was an ex-crack addict. And I kind of looked at him and, and I looked for his reaction. I said, I'm going to have this recovery network that's going to help millions of people get off drugs and, and, and get off their addictions. And he said, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop or stop the drugs pouring in at our southern border. But his main thing was he wanted to know how my pillow was doing with our products made here in the USA. And he wanted he was. Here's a guy running for president asking me. I thought that was so, it was his only agenda that was, you know, he wanted my opinion. I go, wow, this is incredible. And, and we talked for probably 40 minutes and I went to leave there and I, I had a chance to talk to so many of his employees because I wanted to know if I had just seen, I go, I mean, I've, I've had to read rooms. I've had, you know, with faces I've been, everybody in the streets, you, you know, when someone has no agenda and then Donald Trump that day had no agenda other than he really wanted to know my, you know, how it was going. He wanted to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. and other things. Well, I asked all his employees and most of them, and they said, and they all said the same thing. Great man, great leader. But he, interestingly enough, he had done something for them personally. And, and I'm going, and every, you know, had, they all had these great stories. And I'm going, and if you notice in the 2016 election, they couldn't find one employee to badmouth him, not one. And that says a lot about the man is, the, is their employees. And so I got back to Minnesota and I told my board, I said, wow, you won't believe it. I said, this guy will be the greatest president ever. I, you know, and uh, granted, I didn't know much about presidents, right? I mean, I've never voted. And, and I said, if he does what he says he's going to do, it, he seems his heart seems in it. He just wants to help the country. And well, my board said when the, one of the my corporate attorneys said, "You can't go say this. You're going to lose half of our business." And I go, "What do you mean?" I was like naive to this. I go, 
why would I lose half the business by going and saying that I met this Dennis running for president? I said, you know, I've got to get the word out. This is amazing. And my CEO, or I mean, my CMO came out. I got mad and left the room. And he, she came out. She goes, we, you should, she goes, if you feel you're supposed to do that press release, you do it. She goes, we didn't get this far by you not listening to God. And I walked back into the boardroom. I said, we didn't get this far by we not, us not listening to God. And I said, we're going to do that press release. Well, I did the press release and I was attacked by the media. I didn't even put in there what we talked about. I was attacked by the media. They called me. There were things that really hurt, like I was a drug dealer. I never dealt a drug in my life. I tried to rid Minneapolis of drugs by doing them. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I wasn't, a, certainly wasn't a dealer. And, and, but this, we had to make, had the, the Star and Tribune do a retraction back then. You know, okay, my lawyers are putting out the one. What did I do? I mean, this is, but I went all in. I prayed about it. I just went all in. And I said, you know, and then the Better Business Bureau attacked us and took us from an A plus to an F, which is just fantastic. I was up for their biggest award, everybody, in the fall of 16, that their torch award. That means their best business in the country. We had the best customer service, best of everything. And they were, I know, we were the Bed Bathroom, I mean, the not Bed Bath, Better Business Bureau's darling, right? There's another BBB that didn't work out for them. But anyway, they, they took us from an A-plus for an F. Said I ran my ads too long that they were too successful. And I, and I met with them all, and it was all political. And I'm going, what is going on here? And um, it's still an F, by the way. I told you that. Every, it's just fantastic. I just left it there. I, I wanted to go fight them. And and I prayed about the And I just said, you know what? I'm just just let it go. The public will get it. And, and they did. And then you get up to 2017. And by a divine appointment, I ended up going to this thing called a drop zone, which is for for veterans. And I'm not a veteran, but I was put in there by, like I say, it was a divine appointment. It's kind of like a retreat. And I went in there with hope of, of getting saved. I knew I had I, this gal I met with, my wife now, Kendra, she, she had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that I didn't feel I had, but I wanted that. I kept going. What does she have? What is she talking about? I was always believed in God. I always wore my crowds on TV. And, and I always would, even after the bars were closed back in the day, I'd preach to my friends. I read Revelation while I was in jail. And I said, they'd find the Lord. And I'd be, my other friends were going, will you quit talking about God and the Bible? We're losing friends. And so I was even kind of evangelizing then. And they, but I walked in and came out of that drop zone. And, but I was, I was February 18, 2017, where I, where I, Got on my knees and prayed, and and there were things that I hadn't forgiven myself of, and back in the 80s, and it was just like this cloud lifted off to me when I gave myself to God and to the to Jesus Christ. And here's a guy that couldn't speak in public. You know, I'm not talking about commercials. I was petrified of speaking in public. Two months after that drop zone, I was at U.S. Bank Stadium with 50,000 people and leading them in prayer, and they and telling my story in a short five to 10 minute version. And I went, you know, so I, I just, for me, that was just a miracle in itself. And, and, and then, you know, then we lead up to the summer of, if you talk about tax right before the China virus, I, I was at the Rose Garden. And uh, if everyone remembers, I went on there, the president, I, it's, it's, it's quite a long story how I ended up there, but I ended up at the, at the White House, the president invited me up to speak at the Rose Garden. And I said, and that speech, I said, you know, God gave us grace for such a time as this. We need to get back in our Bibles, spend time with our families, get back in the Word. Well, you would have thought I attacked somebody, right? Oh, it was 
109 interviews I did in five days. It was worldwide, the number one story in the world that this guy had said, talked about God from and Jesus from the from the podium at the White House. And and from that point on, now I hear it all the time in the streets too. I say, well, Mike, this doesn't feel like grace. And I can tell you about that a little bit later. But they, I said, oh, but it is grace where we're at now. And But that was the start of the attack there. And then, but that was like, you know, good and evil colliding. And and then that summer, I was given a, a, a cure, something that worked. It was a supplement that worked for for against the, this terrible virus. And and I was attacked for that. Like I it never been attacked, started to get, my pillow started to get canceled then. So it was almost like a prelude of what was to come. And that was up against big pharma. And I could tell you stories where, you know, I put every, my whole life savings into that. I had $10 million I put in to open up the, to give it away, to open it up here in the US. It was stopped here. Then it was stopped in Israel. I tried to get it to the Philippines, I have friends there in the Senate and, and got stopped there. I'm friends with President Bolsonaro in Brazil. We tried to get it there, it got stopped. That's so much power Big Pharma had. And it almost broke me there because I just wanted, but but I look back now, at least my pillow was able to stay open and it saved so many lives that we gave this to. And none of us got ever got sick with the thing. So, you know, I look back, even if it saved one life, it was worth that 10 million that, that, that I could never, that they never let it get out to the public. But, but you had that, and then it led up to the, the next thing was getting up to the 2020 election, which, uh, you know, but she wanted me to keep going. I'll keep going there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just want to stop along the way because again, this show is a little bit different format than our normal show. And I'm so thankful you're here. Right. And our listeners know from listening to, to me for four years and friends and family, mm-hmm. I'm not a butt kisser and I'm not a, there's say things to, to stroke mm-hmm. people's ego or to look good. But when I think of Mike Lindell, I think enthusiasm, passion, single-mindedness, you know, steadfast, a fighter. But I think I also hear the word misunderstood. It seems like you're doing everything Again, whether I agree or whether anybody agrees, you're doing what you believe, you're doing it from a biblical worldview, and you're doing it with the intent to help, and you're putting your own personal wealth, not just at stake, but you're taking major losses. And, you know, in the Bible, I believe God's real. The Bible is 100% true. And any question in life, there's always three options. You're right and I'm wrong. I'm right and you're wrong or both wrong, but God's always right. And our job is to search for truth. So when Mike Lindell, if I was to put a label as misunderstood, there's people who are saying, and again, I'm not trying to offend you, but you know what's out there. People are like, he's nuts. People are like, what a moron. Who would put their personal wealth on the line and ruin their business and waste all this money? And the fact is they're swallowing the kool-aid because every great leader has fought for what they believe in and there's a verse in the bible proverbs 13 7 and it says there is that maketh himself rich yet hath nothing and there is that maketh himself poor yet hath great riches and that's a verse that when i was reading it even again today i just think god thank you for that verse that's who mike lindell is you're a man who hopefully you still end up rich but in eternity you're doing everything you can for God and his people. So right. 
the misunderstanding, what are some of the misunderstandings out there that you're like, this is who I am. This is my true intent, but this is how the mainstream media and big pharma is painting me. Right. Well, here, you know, I'm going to take people back. I really need to take people back to 2020 and then to going into 2021. I was in, you know, after the election happened on the night of all the anomalies we've seen that happened in the middle of the night on on November 3rd and going into November 4th, and they stopped everything in the stand. Now, those were anomalies. Donald Trump would have won anyway. He would have overran all those swing states and in spite of of what they had done, the the algorithms they had put in. But what I did is I did my own investigation. I took calculus in ninth grade and I look at numbers every day, thousands of them all through the day. If I see a a radio station, a podcast or one, one commercial do more than it should or less than it should, that's a deviation. And anyone in business, you better look into that deviation because there, you had to have had a different input to get that different output. So if it's a good deviation, you want to duplicate it. If it's a bad one, you want to find out why it happened and not do it again. So I looked into all these deviations in November and December of 20. And one of the things that could not that was absolutely impossible that I didn't believe was all these states and counties had residents that voted or people that voted, I should say, not residents, people that voted that didn't live there, okay? Well, thousands, thousands upon thousands. You could take my home state of Minnesota, you know, 11,000 some people that voted there that didn't live there. They lived in another state or they were deceased. And I go, people are genuinely good people. They're not going to, hey, let's march into Minnesota and vote for Biden or or vice versa, right? So I'm going, this is, this is uh, it's everywhere. I mean, I mean, but I didn't know what a, normal election would look like, you know, but I, I, I research and look back and I'm going, it's illegal to vote in another state or a county you don't live in. So these, and this was by the millions. I looked in all these states. Well, on January 5th, I was, or January 4th, I was, I was in Georgia with our real president, Donald Trump, and we were, there was doing a big rally and it was for the two senators. It was for the two senators that the the runoff for the two senators and I right there it hit me and I got on my knee and prayed I said God please let them steal them both and everyone's going what why would you do that Mike and I'm going here's why I'm a marketer and I knew what I had found then or what I had you know what was going on that if they if they took them both it would wake people up but if they get if I was their marketer I would say give them back a Republican so they shut up about this election. And had they done that, everyone would have said, hey, we'll get them back next time. We'll get them back in 2022. We still have the Senate. But in fact, they took them both. And everybody went, no, no, no. And and But they had a safety net. And I'll say evil. You know, guys, so when I'm telling you, this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing that I talk about. This is a, a uniparty, deep state, globalist, and evil beyond anything you've ever known and that came into our country. Remember, the Democrats wanted these electronic voting machines gone for two decades, okay? So anyway, they had January 6th planned, then comes into January 7th and 8th, which I believe are two most important dates, which people forget. Those two dates, 1.2 million Americans were deplatformed. Vimeo, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, a real President Donald Trump was deplatformed. Churches were deplatformed. And at that time, 
They wanted to silence us forever, everybody. They wanted our little voice was like a little tiny dot. And when that came about, by by the grace of God, it's a divine intervention. I was given evidence on January 9th that explained that it was all done with computers. I was given this evidence January 9th, 2021, but I needed it to get to the president. I, you, I, you all seen the famous pictures at the White House where I was delivering mother papers for a lawyer for lawyers and but i got to the president because i need to sign i need to sign a uh by signed by the president to lift the government gag order on this information and so i get there but i was completely shut out by the lawyers and stuff shoot out of the white house and i'm crossing over into virginia my good friend ben carson called me up and he said mike did you get it signed and i said i said no i said it said they they chewed me out of there. I said, and he said, and Ben gave me some peaceful words. He said, well, Mike, you know what? God doesn't go by dates. He doesn't go by November um, 3rd or, or, or January 6th or December 14th. Maybe things have to happen before and get maybe get really bad before we can get to this great place. And I, it gave me such a peace. And, and, but since that time, I'm telling you, when they started from that day on, the media started attacking me. It was the biggest onslaught of attacks. We were canceled by box stores, shopping channels. My pillow was attacked. They tried to take me out because I was the only one with my voice out there. God gave me this platform. And I didn't change. What changes? I can't unsee what I've seen and I know what I know. So I pushed it out there. Well, and a very significant thing happened, everybody, on on February 4th of 2021, a company by the name of Smartmatic sued Fox News, which started Lawfare. And when Lawfare came, it hadn't been done since the late 1700s in our country, which silenced all the conservative media. So media that you heard, I compare now that conservative media, I compare them to weather channels that can only that can't talk about hurricanes or tornadoes. So what that did is silence stations you normally would trust to hear about elections, about things going on out there. And they've been silenced right up to we speak right now. So at that point, when I launched a movie called Absolute Proof, and I put it out there, it was seen by 160 million people in three days. And when that happened, the media went completely silent on me. Before that, all the media was attacking me. But I was using the attack media to get the word out. That's the only way I had a voice. But then they went completely silent on me in February of 21. And it scared me. I'm going, wow, they, they, I, if I'm not getting attacked, doesn't matter what I have. I have nothing because I can't get the word out. And that's when I came up. I said, I got to come up with my own platform. I've developed, put millions into Frank Speech, Lindell TV. But I went on Jimmy Kimmel. This is very important. In the spring of 21. When I first went on Jimmy Kimmel, I would say, Mike, don't go on there. Don't go on there. He's going to attack you. He's going to attack you. And when I went on there, Jimmy asked me something. He said, and he had read my book, by the way, so he was very torn when he was doing his attack. And he asked me a question. He said, Mike, if your friend Donald Trump had been selected, like you say, would you still be sounding the alarm? And I said, absolutely, I would. A hundred percent. After that episode, the Washington Post and Political came to Minnesota, questioned anybody that knew me, would Mike really be sounding the alarm if uh, his friend Donald Trump had been selected? Every one of them said, yes, he would. And because I have a, I have a track record of things that happened in my past. This is about our country. This isn't about who, who wins or who loses. This is about our election. And everything comes from our elections. 
I have no problem who wins as long as they're elected and not selected. But I want to say, so over the past three years, I've had to use the attack media. When you see something out there about me, a lot of times I've had to tell, I've actually become kind of friends with all the, every, every journalist, every horrible journalist in the country has my direct phone number. I take their calls anytime, anytime, day or night. So if they say we tried to reach out for Mike Lindell for comment and they say we couldn't reach me, they're lying. But anyway, when they call me, I will, I will sit there. I'll keep them on the phone for sometimes an hour or two. And they know that. And I will tell you, you know, I will sit there and sometimes witness to them. Sometimes I make them read my book and witness to them about Jesus before they even interview me. This is back in the day. And because I want these guys to know these, these journalists that are attacking me. And some of them, like I say, we became kind of friends. And I remember the gal with the New York Times and one for the Washington Post, they wrote these big articles. And I said, you guys, you got to bash me more or your bosses are not going to let you print it. Sure enough, they didn't let them print it because they didn't bash me enough. And so what's happened is, is when you talk about, when you talk about people in a country that say, well, they, they hate Mike Lindell or love Mike Lindell, that's not true. And I will tell you where it's not true. I have been, it's the media putting that out there. The media has put out there, here's the biggest misconception. Mike Lindell wants to overturn the 2020 election. I just got off with the Washington Post an hour and a half ago again. They put the, he was doing another thing on that. I said, you know what? You guys are three years behind. I said, in the spring of 21, I told everyone, this isn't about overturning the election now. This is about, we got to get rid of these electronic voting machines and computers. This is about going to paper ballots, hand count it. And that's been my fight for three years. And and when I go around this country and I get, to, like I was out in California and it was all this town full of de Democrats, liberals, and these kids between 20 and 30, every one of them that I would see would come up to me and go, hey, are we, can we, you know, can we save the country? What's going on? They have changed. I don't get hate out there in the streets. I've had three people in nine years, the last nine years, actually since 2003 only, that have badmouthed me in public. Three. Everyone else comes up and they'll come up and they'll see. So it's the people are now seeing through the lies of the media and they know that my efforts are only to secure our elections. So for all of us, you know, for all of us, and the, the, that's why I say the 2020 election is like the 2012 of my pillow. We've learned so much in three years from the time Ben Carson told me those words. I have 300,000 people on the ground in all 50 states, and we work tirelessly 18 hours a day to try to get to paper ballots hand counted. We had great things happen this fall. Argentina, one judge ruled in Argentina that they, to go to paper ballots, get rid of the machines. They did it in four months, everybody. They they freed their country. Taiwan just did it, freed their country, saved their country. You have the Netherlands, UK, France, they all do paper ballots and count. We have our own system here to develop. It's the best in the world. And so they just ruled this spring. You know, I've got $8 billion with the lawsuits against me, but where I've spent my, all my money on is to secure our elections over here. Anything that would stick out there, anybody that was doing anything to get to that point where we would get to get rid of these computers in our election, that's what I've spent my money on. I've spent every dime I've had on it, and and these frivolous lawsuits, they're just a big distraction over here. It costs a lot of money to fight and, go, you know, get discovery and all this stuff. You guys realize that the... Smartmatic sued me a year after the 2020, and they sued Mike Pillow too. And they said, 
that their CEO was doing this to make money. It was a marketing plan so Mike Lindell could make money off promo codes. Well, let me tell you, I, I had already lost $100 million in retailers because I wouldn't shut up. I'm never going to shut up. We lose the American dream. We lose our country. And for them to say that, that I defamed them because or my pillow did because it was a money-making scheme, I got to be the worst marketer on the planet. But, but, you know, but there's great things going on right now. It's we've got a great plan. It's LendellPlan.com. It's and everybody. We need help and we need to get it. We're 90 percent there. We have over 200 counties committed to go to paper ballots and count it. A judge finally ruled this fall. Obama appointed judge and jury in, in Georgia ruled that they, there's problems with these machines. Experts have looked into them. This Halderman looked into them. And if you question them, you're not a conspiracy theorist. I got to take my tinfoil hat off right on national TV. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And then that, that, and that case is going on right now. It just got concluded that judge is going to make a ruling. But the, the Halderman, this expert, he hacked into the machine right in front of her, right in front of the judge in three minutes and flipped all these votes. And you'd think that would be the number one story in the world. But the only way people heard about it was all through these new social media platforms and stuff, because what's happened in our country, and I told our real president this, here's a bucket, call this the bucket of common sense. Take all politics, don't call it Democrat, Republican. Take that all out of there. Everybody is jumping into this bucket of common sense. And why? It's more because of all the bad things that are going on where people are jumping in this bucket. It's kind of like the Jesus Christ bucket. You're jumping and people don't look to Jesus when things are going bad. Or, I mean, when things are going good. They look for Jesus when things are going bad. They're praying and they're jumping in this bucket and they never get out. So we're in the greatest revival in history for Jesus Christ. That's a beautiful thing. And I tell people, we're in a win-win situation. If everything I'm fighting for, if we don't save our country, it's the end times we all go to heaven as believers. It's a win-win. Everybody's got to embrace it. We're in the greatest time to be alive. And when people earlier in the show, when I said, people come up to me all the time and say, Mike, this doesn't feel like grace. I prayed and, and this didn't happen and this didn't happen. And, and I said, oh, but it is grace. God's given us time for more and more people to get to the Lord. And I said, you know what? When you're praying, those are called react, reactionary prayers. I used to do it all the time when I was in jail or whatever. God, please get me out of this. I'll never do this again, blah, blah, blah. Well, that might not be God's will. Those prayers you're making out there, everyone, might not be God's will. Well, where is God's will? God's will is in the Word. So what I do every day, you, by staying in the Word, you can be proactive in prayer, and it lines up beautifully, absolutely beautifully. And then you have a piece about you where you, where these your prayers are, are answered, or you have a piece about things that are going on. Yeah, and... I couldn't agree more, Mike. And for everybody listening, again, I think if we're honest with ourselves and each other, we know that not just social media, but Google search engines bury mm -hmm. data. And Google just right. announced their new standards, and they're scary if you read between the lines and look ahead. And that's reality. That's not conspiracy theory. That's right, something that people right, need, right. like you said, tinfoil hat. No, no, no. Right. Looking to remove our freedoms. And anybody who says anything against the propaganda, they cancel in our culture and they ruin their reputations. Right. But mm -hmm. you just heard Mike. And if you're trying to be, again, you could be the most liberal human on the planet. 
But if you're an honest person, what Mike's trying to do, it's not against Biden. It's not against Trump. It's not for Biden. It's not for Trump. It's accuracy and truth and elections that count. So that's one giant misconception that hopefully you can walk away with the truth. The other thing is Mike is putting in his own money. He's not harming anyone. He's not defrauding stockholders. He's got, how many people do you have working for you now, Mike? Roughly? With, all, with every, everywhere, a couple thousand with all the energies. And I want to say, I want to interject one thing you just said there. You talk about Google and, and then we talk about artificial intelligence and stuff. The place we're headed, everybody, I'm telling you, if we don't have elections, if we don't have elections and elected by the people, the people that are elected, the, these are the people that are going to be making these new rules for all this uh, artificial intelligence and the new laws that are, have to come into place. And if you have evil running that, it's over. This You have to have elections. And, and um, this is why this is why I'm in it for this is it does, you know, I don't it doesn't matter what anyone says. Just do the math. You can't you can look at the last three elections and it even goes back further. If you really do the research, if you don't believe where these computers can be, where you hit one number and you can change, you can steal a whole country. And where, where if you yes, there's always been fraud in elections, but elections with paper ballots hand counted, it would take a cabal of people to steal an election. It would take a people, millions of people. You can't, you can't have millions of non-residents vote that that many people that are that evil. And it's and it's you said it right. It's a, it, this isn't a Democrat Republican thing. This is we the people. This is to save our country and quite frankly the world because the whole world. Fifty-one countries were taken by the computers in our elections. Fifty-one. The last one was my good friend President Bolsonaro of Brazil. He can't run now for eight years. The, the cartel let him back in. All they had was machines. They took a guy fresh out of prison and that had violated. He was president of, of Brazil and he violated, broke laws, but they took him back out of prison and, and stole that from our, our, our great president. So we're, this is a fight. This is, a, this is evil versus good. This is an apex in history that we are going to win and but because where we're going with it i tell you i was just in phoenix and i see all these cars driving around with no drivers i'm going you know whether who gets to regulate all this stuff you know and then you you all of a sudden you you got something going on your phone they just did one the other day where you can have two people talking it's not even the people and and think of all the regulations we're coming into where it's just evil wants that. That's why they're attacking me. That's why they're still attacking me. In August, I came up with a plan. God gave me a download of a plan, and I announced it in August, this plan to secure our elections, and that they turned up the heat. They've attacked my pillow worse than they've ever been attacked. They've tried to attack me. This has been the worst attack. And obviously, it's not because I want to overturn the 2020 election. Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's well ahead in any poll to win the next election. So why is Mike Lindell still fighting? And why do they still care about what I say? They don't want these machines gone, everybody. They want these computers to stay in place. The Uniparty, deep state globalists, the evil that's out there, this is where it's at. There's no other reason that they would be attacking me now. And, and so the media can twist it any way they want, but basically they, they just keep up their attacks on my company, MyPillow, which is very sad. It's an employee-owned company. 
and we were but we were able to get through it and all the cancellations they did this fall it was worse than the 2021 of february january of 2021 when they canceled all the boxer now i'm sure evil's a little frustrated going we just the guy just won't shut up well i got news for him i will never shut up they can take it all and i've said that i've spent every dime i've had i don't have any money left but i you know i don't have anything less than i had before i had a pickup truck in a house i live in that's it I don't, I don't drive around and eat with two forks, okay? You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but I and, got the Lord. I got the Lord. Amen. And and money comes and goes. And I thank God for you and the stand you're taking. And I know millions of people, not just in America, but around the world do too. And it really goes back to, I hope people are listening. And there's so many inequities and injustices going on in our country and you're seeing people speaking truth and saying it's they're being labeled as misinformation. You're seeing people suing, you know, like Fox. I'm just straight up. I don't care. They, they, what did they pay? Like $750 million to something that wasn't even substantiated. That's, and that's th exactly right. And then CNN, they talk trash all the time that is even close to true. And nobody even gets fired or held accountable mm -hmm. for a penny. So right. listen, and, and I'm going to say this, Mike doesn't have to say it, you can agree with me or disagree with me. But if you think our standing president, Joe Biden, is doing an excellent job or a terrible job, if you think he has helped our nation or hurt our nation, if we were real and honest, his cognitive ability is gone. They're probably shooting him up with more drugs than racehorses just to get him through gibberish for 30 seconds. He couldn't be a greeter at a store or restaurant, and he is standing as our president and nobody is removing him. When Donald Trump, who ran the country, had multiple lawsuits and everything going on, he even said, all right, give me a cognitive ability test. And he passed with flying colors. How is it? Again, I don't care if you're a Trump supporter, Biden supporter, Democrat, Republican. Why is it one-sided? And you have mm -hmm. to think. You may be on the side. Well, I don't care. I'm winning. I'm a, I'm a liberal Democrat, and I can't wait to see you know the next administration. Where would that lead if there were no rules and they had total control? Mm -hmm. What kind of outcome would America have? And is that where you want to live in your children and generations? So... Mike, I have to ask you now, I know you've given us so much of your time, I'm so thankful. Between your birth and today, whether it's personal or professional, is there anything we missed in your life that you want to share before we transition to where is Mike today and where are you heading? I don't think so. People ask me all the time, is there anything you regret that you'd go back and change? And I said, I would never change a thing if I wouldn't be sitting where I'm at right now. You know, do I feel, did, could I ever imagine a platform like this? No. My sister said to me once when I quit, when I, she said, you have a big calling on your life. This isn't, when I told you when the dealer said that intervention in 2008, and then I quit in 2009, my addiction. No, it's going to be bigger than just just helping people in addiction. And I, and I couldn't even imagine that. And then she's going, and I certainly couldn't imagine speaking to any crowds or speaking to people. So... You know, I just, I can see, you know, the, the, like I say, I don't, I wouldn't change anything. And, and if I, you know, it's my faith. I just want people to know that, you know, God, God chased me during all that time. And he kept chasing me. I kept going, show me more, show me more, show me more. 
but there's nothing better than doing a full surrender to Jesus Christ because it's just, it's like a burden lifted off my shoulders. I can wake up every day. And now, did I ever have fear? People ask me that all the time. Only one time, and I guess that was back in, because this gets asked me quite often, did you ever have any fear other than fear of the Lord? And I said, no. And then I remembered one time I did. And and this was about 14 days before the impeachment trials in, in February of 21. And I had a dream, since I had all this evidence, I had this dream that I'm going, wow, this is going to be great. I can finally show the evidence. I'm going to go in there, show the evidence to the to the world. And it'll be like the OJ trials, right? You just day after day, here's more, here's, here's more, here's more. And it's going to save the world. That was my dream. And then I get a call from a senator friend of mine. And he said, hey, I got bad news. They're not going to let any evidence be shown and no TV in there if it does get shown. And he said, and at that point, I'm going, my heart sunk. And I'm going, you know what? If they go through with this, they're going to come after me. Here I was, you know, just on January 15th, I got martial law papers in my hand from an attorney. I never even read these papers. And I just, my, my, I just went flush. I'm going, and I got him. And he's like, oh, God, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And, and a fear did come over for that instant. And then. And that's when I got very clearly to make a movie, and they made that movie Absolute Proof. But, you know, I think I look back, and, and I want people to know, too, you can look back over your own life, and you see these things that happened at the time that are so devastating that you, when we get to this great place we're going, you're going to look back, and everything had to happen just the way it did, and on God's timing. And I encourage anybody that's out, feeling hopeless out there, go to frankspeech.com. Go down, scroll down, and there's a thing. It's called How We Got Here. I did a speech last August, the only speech I ever used a teleprompter for. And I wrote the speech. It took me three weeks to write. And it just, it really takes everything that's going bad and it turns it into good. If you win that, to, 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 and you're going to look back and you're going to say you're going to get a piece about it. But then you are going to watch and go, well, now what do we do? Well, you go to lindellplan.com. We already have that plan. It's already laid out for us. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited of where we're at right now. I've never been more confident. Every day it's more and more confidence. Now, does that would, does it guarantee Donald Trump's going to win this next election or that I'll have all the machines gone by then or our teams? Well, no, we don't know. Maybe God, have, maybe there's more bad things that have to happen. I don't know that. All I have to know is we all have to do our part. We have to be courageous. I always say courage is contagious. Don't save your courage for a rainy day because it's pouring outside. And I do want to say one thing to anybody out there that's a, a pastor of a church or anybody out there that's in ministry. If you can't go to someone now when all the hopelessness out there that people are feeling and bring get them to Jesus, you're in the wrong profession. You, you, you know, if you can't speak out now, this is it. You can go save. This would be the time we're just saving souls for eternity like never before. Yeah, and I think that's a great point and way to end the show because everything that happens, you know, it says all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And again, even if you don't believe the Bible, everything in the Bible is right. I think the number one selling book in the world after the Bible is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Every principle he has, you can tie to scripture and verse in the Bible, and he quotes Jesus all the time, and he openly admits that while my parents were Christians and believed in Christ and trusted him, I don't. So that shows so many aspects of life, the free will. But you have to think the average life pretty much anywhere now on the planet is 70 to 80 years. 
And when we close our eyes on this earth, it's absent with the body, present with the Lord, if the Bible's right. And that's what Mike and I believe. So if there's a speck of grain that fell off, a speck of sand, that's like our little 70, 80 years. And everything else we know about, not just the universe, but universes, that's eternity. And do we want to be with our Lord and Savior, or do we want to be in the lake of fire? And that's what you're being, when Mike says, saved. Where the worm dieth not, where the fire is not quenched, where you should be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's not what God wants. But if we're choosing to follow Satan, or if we're choosing to follow God, that's our decision of free will. And that's really what Mike's life is pointing you to. So don't get hooked into the voting machines. Don't get hooked into pillows. Don't get hooked into crack cocaine. All that stuff has a place. But at the end of the day, Mike, tell me if I'm wrong. The main thing is just our relationship with God personally and all the rest will fall into place. Absolutely. That's where it's at. And and so I really, you know, all the things that you see being done by the, the destruction of our country, you know, one of the things too we have right, that's happening right now with the open borders and fentanyl pouring it in, pouring in, coupled with people feeling hopeless, it's deadly. It's critical right now. And and that's where I think people really need to to go to the Lindo Recovery Network. It's free, lindorecoverynetwork.org. And you guys, you get there and you will see. And they say, well, I haven't, my addict, my friends, he's incorrigible. Or my, my daughter or my son or my mom or dad, they're incorrigible. No, they will listen because I've been there. I was in the worst way. And they get there. They all know, I think, and maybe people don't know where I've been, but an addict in the street, once he gets there and he sees my story, go, wow, he made it through and look what, look what God's done to, in his life where he's at. And, and you go there and like I say, getting all these other things that are a, a, just a, a bonus, the big win is to getting a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and that's where it's at. And I think, you know, all the things going on right now, we are in the biggest revival for Jesus Christ ever. And that's what I, this, this epic battle of evil and good that are colliding in, in the world and in our country. You know, I've said it before, everybody, you know, if, if we're wrong, if we don't win this, it's end times and get, get on your knees, surrender to Jesus. We all win. We go, we go to heaven, you know, and that's where it's at. Absolutely. Well, Mike, thank you sincerely for being here today. We'll put links, ladies and gentlemen, to all the things we talked about and Mike's portals and websites and apps for you to just download and enjoy. Go to Mike's website. You can go to mypillow.com, sign up for the mailing list, get a free PDF of his book, or you can order a signed copy. Also, if you support, we didn't really talk about this because this isn't about money. This is really about helping you, honoring God, helping America. But if you go to mypillow.com, use promo code REMARKABLE, you get up to 80% off everything you order. And not only are you helping an American-owned employee company, but you're saving a ton of money and getting amazing amazing product and then you're supporting our podcast we can keep bringing you quality content so mike thank you again for being here today my friend i really appreciate you and your time well thank you and i want to add one more thing i'm going to do it for the promo code remarkable your whole order will ship for free that will be free shipping on your entire order with that promo code so i just want to thank your audience and thank everybody out there for supporting my pillow you support my pillow and I'm and I, my employees, I can rest assured that they're getting through. Then I can be out fighting every day to secure our election because that's where the wind's going to come from. And we will get there with your help. Thank you all. 
Amen. Well, thank you for that free shipping. That's awesome. No, no, um, no. Also, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is, this is a good point. I do want to talk about this. A lot of people are afraid to speak up because when they speak up, they get bashed. Like you put something simple on social media and everybody just jumps on you and everybody's offended about everything. And you may not have the personality that Mike has or, or you know, I have where we'll, we'll talk no matter what. And we don't care what people think. We only care about God. But seriously, we're not trying to get money out of you. But when you buy my pillow, you get quality products. I have the mm -hmm. sheets, the pillows, the blankets, right, I have yeah. the slippers. I love them. If, if Mike and I never met, if I never had a podcast, I would still use those products. They're incredible. Right. So you're getting quality products. You're supporting Mike and what he's doing. And you're helping other people not just have a better America, but have a better eternity. So please, seriously, buy my pillow. You can also go to the um, Lindell Offense Fund and you can donate money to help support the cause. Because Mike, and again, the truth is you've you've spent tens of millions of dollars, correct, on all these different yeah. 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 Absolutely, I have no money left, um, and I'm living day, you know day by day to keep uh, my pillow going and everything over there. And uh, you see all the news. Well, Mike Lindell didn't pay his lawyers. No, I had to get rid of those lawyers because it was uh, two million dollars a month. I was out of money, so I got. A lot, and that's on the big fight over here with, with the Dominion, all these lawsuits. The big thing over here, everybody, that I could really use help on, if you go to lindellplan.com, that's also where you can donate and learn about this plant. We're going to go to every county in the United States in March. We already have 200 counties committed to paper ballots. This is the only plan to save our country's elections, period. There is no other plan as broad as this. Everything you see happening out there, we were reaching, but I ran out of money here. We do need your help, and and we're 95% there. We need All we need is the resources. We have the plan and every single tool to get this to fruition, and we have plenty of time to do it before 2024. Argentina did it in four months, and we're going we're gonna to get it done with your help. And I want to thank everybody for that because these this is what they don't want me doing over here. So I say, you know, they, that's why they've attacked my pillows so much. I've had, you know, so much distraction call because I've got to, you've got to, the ship just keeps blown, getting blown full of holes. And I'm, you know, go back riding the ship. And in the meantime over here, I'm trying to lead all these people in all 50 states. We have great things going on. Election Crime Bureau, the, the Cause of America, all these things that were set up over the last three years, we are doing and so if we want to get involved and you don't have to get involved, you don't have to put your voice out there just by going to lindellplan.com. And, and by the way, it's all anonymous too. If you want to, I don't care if it's $5 or $10. And I, you know, people ask, well, Mike, you didn't reach out for money for two and a half years. It didn't matter. I, I, I didn't have time to go reach out for money. I just did. That's why they never called me a grifter. If they did, I'd be the worst grifter in the world. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and ladies and gentlemen, seriously, pray for Mike. I mean, think about this. Did you ever, every one of us has been falsely accused of something in our life. Some serious, serious crimes we've been accused of or offenses. Mike is trying to do the right thing for the right reason. And he's being persecuted. That takes a toll on him. That takes a toll on his wife. That takes a toll on his family, his friends, his whole company. So please support them financially and prayer. Like Mike said, if you can donate $10 or $10,000, do it. But if you really are struggling, pray for him. Ask God Absolutely. to help him and his people because you can't, you can stop Mike. You can stop me. You can stop Donald Trump, but you can't stop God. So go to That's God right. and get that, go to God and get that Holy Ghost juice and just 
let's just destroy evil. So, Mike, thank you again for being here today, brother. I really thanks appreciate for, your time. Thanks for having me on. God bless you. And I'll, I'll be back anytime if you guys want updates. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, like our slogan says, don't just listen to great content, but do it. Repeat it each day so you can have a great life in this world. But most importantly, an attorney to come. I'm David Pasqualone. This is our good friend, Mike Lindell. Share this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Ciao. The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. The Remarkable People Podcast. Listen, do, repeat for life. The Remarkable People Podcast.